Hello, everybody, and I'm Country T. And I am Chief Roy. I'm Dr. Ant. And I'm Fun Socks. All right. And we are the Rabbi Crew. The right there we go. So, how is everybody feeling? Hot and heavy. Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah, we are. And I don't think I mean that in the X rated type. This time. Oh, I don't know. That's how we're taking it. You just hanging low real quick. A little over. You might need a laxative. A laxative? No, I'm just hot. I'm just hot. Of for that kind of... Oh, I'm thinking TMI, something. TMI. Oh, TMI. He got a what? Damn. I'm kind of heavy. Then that was I'm sorry. I'm kind of like Rick is mad with my jokes. Uh-uh. No. You a no. little tight. That is a TMI. No. You gastrically totally. tight. Just, no. Just shut up like all up in your bones. I know, right? Oh my God. Release that pressure, man. So yes. you throw people off. You can't get away with too much in the gay community. I don't know when y'all can actually realize this. You cannot get away with the, with much in the gay community. Because we can take anything and turn it into an innuendo. It's just especially the little slap poops. Especially me. I, I'm I'm known as Mr. Innuendos right here. Have you been pooping? And double entendres. That was you with the gas. You already said that. I put it in the car before we got here. <laughs> oh well, thanks I for knew something. I'm glad. Oh, riding. that's why the window was wide open. Yeah, yeah, open oh. it, of course. <laughs> I'm being concerned because I'm like, uh, are you? Okay? I'm like, wait a minute. For some reason, I was like, man, that air is that chilly, but like it's necessary for some reason. <laughs> it smells oh like a load of crap. Yeah, I opened the window. No, at one part that was oh. just Chicago. That Chicago just smells like that. <laughs> All right, don't put the, don't put the whole entire you city can't bash Chicago. That's not uh, yeah, not from D town, no, not from Motown, no. Because y'all say we ain't number one big ghetto. That ain't true. Detroit is not one big ghetto, and we don't have any trailer parks. So well, y'all do got them crazy the ass people over there. That uh, it's Detroit. We got them. Uh, what's that uh, name of that place called? Not Lund Ticking, but uh, shoot. He about to bash he'll, us. he'll come back to I'm it. Waiting, yeah, I'm waiting. He's about to bash It us. went blank on me, but um, it's the older man that has this little pawn shop, and so most of the ghetto comes oh, in there. Oh, hardcore hardcore I think half of them was actors anyway. None of that was acting, but no, it was yeah. an actual yeah. real place. It's an actual pawn shop. It's a real actual place, but you know good and well, they encourage them you know, to do stuff. So. You're right. So today our topic is on suicide and hatred in the gay community. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know. Damn, it just changed the tone in the room. I know. It seems so somber. I might need a drink after this one. Well, I know a lot of stories. Time for that smoke break. Well, you know, I I think of, you know (laughs) what, I think of the fact that when we talking about um, hatred. I, I always think about bashing, which is somewhat still in the same, you know, category. But you know, I have been reading a lot about um, the bashing with transgender um, and um, the um, what you call that the the transgender and the drag queen and the drag queen. That's it. Oh God, my mind is gone. And I just think that there is a lot to be said that don't get announced like when it should. You know, it's like it, it, it's it really kept as being totally hidden or something. So 
I just, you know, I mean, I just feel like that's such a sad thing. You know, when I see that, you know, these are people lives that other people are taking, you know, because they chose to to live a certain way, the way that they are used. Well, they love their lifestyle. You know, I don't I, I just I'm a firm believer that no one should take that away. You know, I mean, if you that miserable, then, you know, you need to just question yourself. But, you know, people are grown and they make their own decisions. So I, I know I was hated for being um, gay it's, um, when I was, like I told y'all on one of the episodes, I was being confused. I was had a lot of confusion, but my mom or whatever, I know that she hated it. She was always saying, you're going to hell, and you know, um, God don't like it. It's an abomination, you know, and, you know, I have tried to, you know, I have tried, you know, to walk into front of a car. I've tried to do several things, you know, to try to harm myself and take myself out, you know, all because I felt that I was unloved because well, of somebody hating because of the way I am. Well, I think in my, you know, as I really go back uh, through my um, memory Rolodex, have I ever... <laughs> contemplated That's or how, thought about for those who don't know Rolodex is a fancy word for a spinning address book he had to been alive in the 70s for that <laughs> hey <laughs> That's discrimination. 87 <laughs> for me. So I don't know nothing about that. But now I know. But I as I as I digress you know, I look at that because I often wonder you know there have been times I, I have thought about suicide but the the one thing that I that kept me from that was when my grandmother used to always tell me, you know, if you commit suicide, then you go into hell. That's one saying, God, don't forgive. So I strayed away from that because I felt like I don't want my soul to go to hell. So I I, I always have kept that in in mind, you know, because it was at a point being bullied as in school, you know, that was a form of bashing you know um kids picking on you and all of that stuff you know that i hated that actually honestly i blocked that part really uh from my mind because i don't even like to rehash that area and i don't because i i, I felt like i moved from that and half of those guys that was doing that anyway was really technically on the down low you know because they just wanted some attention yeah, and then they want to do that because, you know, they had their little secret crush, you know, but of course they couldn't expose it because they would have been ostracized, mm -hmm. you know, so. But it's actually a little bit deeper than that from the psychological side. It's also them trying to find a way to conf not only confirm themselves, confirm but demons. to, again, as we said in the previous episode, is accepting their truth. And uh, yeah. and they have this self-inflicted anger mm -hmm. that, well, first, it's our own given nature not to harm ourselves, so we take it out on, I mean, they take it out on other people. Right. The mirror image theory. Right. What you, I, you, I see in you what it is I know is in me. Mirror image. Yeah. Right. And then everything, of course, had to be totally you know, hidden, you know, was nothing 
that was boast publicly, you know, but, you know, and, and when you think about that, it, it was really a very uncomfortable thing, you know, and as I grew older, uh, I began to learn to be more, you know, try to be more comfortable with myself and in and, and, and different ways and so forth. But when you have all of that, it's, it's so hard to, like, not get around it, you know. As they say, it's like an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed. So that's how I feel, you know, about that. Well, with growing up with me, I dealt with, um, it's a couple guys that was all my friends or whatever, and they often picked on me for being like that. And I thought they were so-called was my friends, but they was uh, always talking behind my back. And they really didn't, they hated me. So, because, you know, I can do stuff more than they could, and they couldn't do a lot of stuff. So they was jealous of me, so they hated me a lot. So they constantly threw rocks at me, tried to fight me, all because they wanted to get with me. I think because they're dealing with their own demons, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't know how to how to confront their demons. Mm-hmm. So they do, you know, all type of backlashes out on someone else besides dealing with their own self. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. They don't know how to get to their freedom. Uh, they don't know how to get to the true themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really actually speaks to how much hatred and, and how much stigma or bigotry or how much negative influences or negative attitudes are out there because people know what people say about gay people. And for the simple fact that this is the truth about who I am, this is what I feel, I did not do it to myself, I didn't put it in there, this is just literally me, yes, but yes. I can't do that because I know how I would be treated. It's really a huge attest to actually how much bigotry is out there i can't come out because this is what happened to me which is true people lose business people lose clients people get fired people get ostracized from their families exiled from their churches you know friends fall off family members fall away Mm -hmm. you know this is what will happen to you not only that the ridicule that you'll get the 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 literally burning you at a stake, that is what will happen to you. You know, so people know how people talk about and how people treat right. gays. And, and so it, there's, there's such a, a confliction there. You know, it just speaks to how much it is. You know, it's horrible. Again, and, something I like to call heterosocial pressure. Heterosocial pressure. Hetero, same, mm-hmm. opposite sex, social, right. social interaction, and pressure. pressure. Yes. You got to do things the straight way. Mm -hmm. This is what we expect you to do. And because you're going against the status quo, I must assault you on it. Well, I'm a firm believer that when when a person, you know, of, of the homosexuality community, you know, um, I think that the heterosexual, some of them have, you know, it seemed like it bothers them to the point where it makes them feel uncomfortable. And I've, I've done a lot of reading on that because if it makes you be feel so uncomfortable around them that it's something that you personally internalize and, and you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm I'm just one of those ones that think that 
you know, you need to, like I said, you need to deal with yourself, you know, and a lot of them don't deal with, with themselves, you know, and it's really bad to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where, hence the, the whole thing of uh, the DL, you know, doing it on the down low because they don't want to be exposed. You know, it, it comes down, because I know for me, um, light skin, extra tall, I stand out like a sore thumb. So I, I got picked out very much so. And so in that, you know, I, I, I got called out. I got so many things that happened to me. And, you know, when we come back from this break, we're going to break some things down. Because what we want to get down to is what is it that we felt? And what is it that happened to us and things and such like that. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about that and go into a little more specifics on our stories, all right? All right. Let's see y'all in a minute, all right? Stick around. All right. All right. Welcome Welcome back, back. ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Did you miss me? Jinx. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Who missed me? Who missed me? me? Anybody? (sighs) Nobody? Really? None of y'all missed me? For real? That's all right. Y'all talk too much. You know they love that country <laughs> tea, you know. They do. Down south. Oh, they do. Yeah. Where the sugar at? They be sending us sugar. Right. I like my tea sweet. Oh, God. Way too much. They like country time. But, you know, we left <laughs> off in, 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 in a note what, what you were saying for size. Oh, oh, oh. I was uh, talking about my own personal experience being someone that stands out, just always being tall, like stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, I caught hell. You know, I was very, very feminine growing up, extremely feminine. So was I. And I, I didn't I know. I had a hard time picturing that a little bit. But I, I, I didn't know because I wasn't acting. <laughs> I was just right. being myself. But I, I was very feminine. I, I just literally was. But as I got older, some stuff I grew out of. I just literally naturally grew out of stuff. And some stuff uh, I got rid of out, of out of, you know, I just found out of necessity. Like, just because you're talking doesn't mean you need to literally spell out every single word that you are saying with your finger. Your finger does not need to spell out every <laughs> single word that you are saying. You know, so I got rid of certain things, just maturity and everything and such like that. But I still have little things. But, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, the things that I got, I got kicked out of programs, I've lost jobs, I had abilities um, of which that I was able to perform duties, I was not able to give it, I was not given promotions, I was not um, told about certain all resources and programs, all because of my sexual preference, or just That's a simple fact, just a simple fact that I thought I was gay. And so I, was I've gotten a lot of it. I've had a lot of people that pulled a lot of games with me. There's a lot of stuff that people did you to a, me. You need a hug. And you know what? Y'all can hug me later. Because <laughs> we're going to make too much noise coming around. Well, you, know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, and I had an experience with that, too. It just it just uh, crossed my mind. Um, I was at a church, my former church, and I wanted to do um, a a faith-based type of ministry with the veterans. And the pastor, you know, was just really just just playing me, per se, you know, to make a long story short, that he found out through somebody else about my sexuality, and he dismissed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I later found that out once I wow. left the church. 
Yeah. And because the person that gave him that information was a person that knows my my cousin. So I was like, oh, I had like an aha moment. I was like, that's why he was really sending me off because mm -hmm. someone told him, oh, you know, I'm like this and I'm like that. So, yeah, and, and it struck me, you know. And I had learned from that experience that I let God deal with it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't hold it bondage because, you know, I'm, I don't want anyone to stop my blessing. But, you know, there there's a lot of consequences, you know, that you being gay that, you know, that you deal with. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I just think that, that that's horrible. They actually don't think about it. Because um, one, one person that I actually live with, straight people, I live with them, and they were trying to tell me things, like just uh, just speaking to me, and just they're talking about self-confidence and self-love mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, and it's like, I, it literally was like they were speaking Chinese to me. Because at that point, I was already broken down. I was already beat down. And so one of them is a straight guy. Uh, he just said, he just looked up at me with his eyes, was like, you know, a lot of times people just don't see this side of what they look like when they go home after you done bashed them. Right. After you done said this and that, you only see what you saw wherever you did it at. But when they come home and you see the effects on them, he just shook his head. He was like, I never knew it. And he didn't want to, but eventually he admitted he was homophobic. And he would be the main person that would literally bully and pick on people simply if they because looked or they were gay. But he never knew what it did to you. He just thought he was doing something. Mm -hmm. But you know, the you know, the the upside of that is, you know, it's like I'm a firm believer, you know, God makes your enemy your footstool. Because a lot of those uh, elementary grade school guys that was bullying me, all of a sudden wanted to become friends with me on Facebook. And I'm like, well, we didn't have, we didn't have nothing, ain't nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, they come don't, out of nowhere. Don't with you me. just like yeah. that after so many years? They just, years they, they just, just turn around and say, oh my God. And you were I, so cool. Like, I want to friend you. <laughs> exactly. Right. And before my relationship, I know a few of they was coming like gangbusters and I couldn't stand them. And, you know, they, you know, was conversating and stuff. And it was like, oh man, Roy, I really want to see you, uh, Chief Roy. And, uh, we should, and I was like thinking, I'm like, okay, did I just slip into a Twilight Zone moment or what? Yeah. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, you really want to be friendly. Man, you were so cool. And I'm like, really? I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, well half the time when you were like uh, calling me names and stuff, right? You punk, you faggot. Oh, you know, that was just kiss of, uh huh, yeah. No, mm -hmm. no, it wasn't. Not really. And, yeah. and that's how it was. I've definitely come in contact with people that said hello to me. And I literally look, and this was in college level, because remember, I went to black colleges, so the homophobic is thick down south. Let's oh, be real. Definitely. I went to the black college at the black hung. bands thing. And so they, I, my, my own rookie brothers, that's what we're calling them. I, we don't call, no, Norfolk State University does not use the word crab. We say rookie, just disclaimer. Anyway, so my rookie brothers, my own rookie brothers, were horribly mean, disgusting, and nasty towards me. And then one of them, well, actually a hell of a lot of them, came back later, and one of them actually came up to me, what's, what's up, Daniel? What's going on? I literally turned around because I thought he was talking to the person behind me. I didn't think that he was talking to me because his behavior stated he would never, ever, ever fuck with me, ever. 
But then he was like, no, Daniel, it was you. I said, you're talking to me? He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm saying what's up to you. And I was like, oh, I, di- I didn't think that you would do that. He said, no, it's nothing but respect and it's nothing but love for you. Nothing. Oh, for real. After you bashed the living crap out of me, put through me into the, well, not physically, but through I've my been name. Delivered. But now, all of a sudden, you was a new guy. I'm like, okay, but in, I, with the part, here's the part I don't like about it. I like that you changed. But I do not like, in your process of changing, there was damage towards me. At my expense, you learn. I don't like that. And that's, that doesn't have to be true. Well, because they made it about them. Pretty much. You know, it wasn't about you and about, about what they hurt. I know it was this guy that uh, was in high school. And, you know, one of the things that he always used to pick with me, you know, even to the point he wanted to wrestle with – you know, I had my thoughts about that. And, you know, threatened to beat me up and what he going to do. And he was so, so physical with me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not even bothering you, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you, uh, I'm bothering you. And I'm like, really? And it's so funny. I seen him at Portillo's a couple of years ago. And he and I looked at each other dead, you know, at each other. And he didn't say anything, and I didn't say nothing. I ordered my food, and I left, you know. But I know that he knew who I was, you know. So I'm like, wow, people are just so crazy. You know, It. I guess they get a kick out of it, you know. That's what they're taught. I'm just I glad mean. he didn't spit in your food. It's about bullying. That's no. what it is. And then, oh, so I changed now. I've been delivered from what I used to do, so I want you to accept my friendship again. Which well, can know. be difficult because it's us that have to take the high road. Yeah. And sometimes, what if I don't want to take the high road? You know, I mean, and that's okay. But, that's your choice. That is your but, choice. But, you know, if you're religious, I say pray on it and ask God to give him the mercy. Yeah, Not, I forgave a lot of people. But, at the end of the day, but at the, Right. At the end of the day, though, for your own sanctity, you're going to have to you're going to have to forgive them yourself to move on. No, I was so. making a gesture. Everybody looking at me like I was trying to give some hand motions. No, I was agreeing with Dr. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. because at like, the end of the day, okay? it's just a simple thing <laughs> that an apology is for the person that's apologizing. Forgiveness is for you. Right. If you want to be able to move for on, your soul. if you want to, if you actually want to be able to heal and move forward, forgiveness is something to actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually accepted a couple of those bad guys. That's what I used to call them. I well, talk to them on Facebook to this day. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I don't bear a grudge with it because of the simple fact that you know my life. I feel like you know it, it means so much more than letting a person live in my head for free and not paying rent. That ain't going to happen. But on that note, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to We're going into a brief intermission, y'all, so tune in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are back, you guys. We're back. We are having such a good time. And, you know. The bathroom break show, hell. Yeah, and since Mr. Uh, Fun Size always want to produce receipts of him being politically correct, tell us what you found out about the suicidal rate 
All y'all see, you trying to come for me, trying to act like, oh, nigga, you don't know nothing. Uh-huh. You don't know nothing. You don't yeah. know nothing. Well, actually, trying to get all trick daddy on me, you don't know nothing. Can I actually make, chime in on something real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead, doctor. All right. Um, you know, we talk about bullying, though. Like, people getting off on bullying and shaming. But sometimes uh, it goes the other way um, in terms, like, suicide. Uh some people don't have self-love because of how everybody else treated them. You know, not exactly just for being gay. It could be weight shaming. It could be, uh, oh, your handwriting is too pretty and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or, oh, you just ugly, you know. And, you, and that brings your spirit down and your self-love down. And that drives people to suicide yeah and even to the point we we have racism in our own community you know in our in our own ethnicity because you know it, it goes back to the jigaboos and you know people of color people that's darker you know all of that plays a part of it i and know i i know i felt bad when i was in like you know, elementary and middle school and high school because I was never able to, you know, get the nice clothes like everybody else. So, like, I kind of felt bad all the time. I walked around sad, looking like, okay, my mama can't afford this. And, like, so, like, I was constantly thinking suicidal thoughts because I couldn't be enough for the people. Mm-hmm. Or wear the expensive clothing that they got on. Yeah, and a lot of kids, you know, feel like that they have to keep up, you know, with the trend, you know. And I think a lot of it comes from peer pressure, you know, because of the kids and what they do. I mean, all of that stems from that because as a child, you know, I wanted, you know, like what the other kids wanted. You know, it was like I wanted it and I had to have it. And, you know, unlike Country T, um, I was spoiled because I was the only child for 13 years. So anything I thought I wanted, I got, you know, except for the, the moped. But, you know, I, I don't, I love my mother. You got a car. Don't, you and got the next car. door neighbor's son. <laughs> and the next door neighbor's son. <laughs> right. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, a lot of times suicide is most effective or, or when suicide is really going to happen is a lot of times in your adolescent years. So that's when you're actually one of the most likely times of committing suicide. And um, one of the, y'all just fanning yourselves like the latest church ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Not picking up anything to fan yourself. I would agree with you on that, but I also disagree. So, uh, uh, look at, okay, look cool. At I, w- I want you to uh, tell uh, me. Come on now, come on. Because I know, well, I'll just say this, and then we definitely want to hear from Country T, because um, in adolescents or in youth, they are actually more likely to attempt suicide or follow through with suicide than any other category of youth in any other category. Minority, male, female, doesn't matter. It's LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, then, Country T, what you talking about? So, some of the people are the young people but you got these older people out here that cannot be accepted and they're like hated 
I don't want to go back on the church people, but they are hated by those people, which causes them to not be accepted, which causes them to have emotional distress and, you know, and end up, you know, suicidal by taking pills or something because they can't be, cannot be accepted. So they may have went through something in childhood, but it follows them and they feel the same way throughout the years. Right. And that's true. Some people mature, some people don't. They stay in that stage. Most of us right here today, we have progressed. Some people have not progressed past that stage. And they stuck. So how can we help those people? The younger and the older people. Well, that's why you have a high suicidal rate, you know, especially amongst the, the gay community. You know, I've seen uh, on different, um, in social media, you know, boys 12 and 13 is committing suicide because they were bullied because of the lifestyle they that they want to uh, choose to live. And that is such a horrible thing, you know, uh, for them to take their life. You know, them thinking about trying to end their life where they should be excited of living their life and that that is mm-hmm. so that that's that's so horrible it, it is and you know when you're in that adolescent stage there's just so much about things that you just don't know and that's why um, you are more likely to kill yourself just because you are gay mm-hmm. um, just because you are gay you are more likely to kill yourself as an adolescent because you're gay than you are as an adult. Usually as an adult, it's because there's an accumulation of a bunch of other stuff. Usually as an adult. But as an adolescent, you may kill yourself because of bullying. You may kill yourself because you are LGBT and you don't know what to do because of everything, all the dynamics in your life that makes you feel all the negativity. You may kill yourself because you did not get accepted by that boyfriend or that girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, at that rejection. age, you are a rejection or any other any of the negativity that's coming towards you, mm-hmm. you are more likely to kill yourself because of that thing. As an adult, usually it's because there's a bunch of other stuff exactly. going on. You know, so either way, suicide is suicide and it's horrible. And we definitely have that suicide line. As a matter of fact, the doctor the doctor is getting ready to Come tell on, us about that suicide line. <laughs> Wait a minute. Before that, to answer uh, Country T's question, you know, to get past these things, I highly suggest if you can afford it, if you have the insurance in your area, please go see a therapist. It doesn't hurt to talk to somebody. And actually talking relieves a lot of stress and and anxiety just to get all that pressure out of your actual physical insides. So please take, and if you can't afford therapy, get you, uh, and not to be too cliche or the copy off my golden girls, but a pal and a confidant. Oh Lord. Okay. And I highly suggest. He did, didn't he? Yes, I did. (laughs) And uh, I highly suggest, and this actually helped me to find you somebody who's not close uh, entwined with people that you know. Mm-hmm. So they won't have a biased opinion. Absolutely. Well, ladies uh, and gentlemen, if you need to talk, you Country T is always here to listen to. Yes, he do. He do accept a lot of his messages and he do and he will lend you 
a listening ear. And you are not the only one. Fun size over here is definitely laid on his deathbed for six days in the hospital after he attempted suicide and God brought him back. Amen. You're not the only one. And I'm always known for talking to people. So, And, you know, and all of us in some type of form or fashion have experienced, you know, uh, attempting or uh, even contemplate. And, and nobody is better than the next person. You know, we all here to show love to each other and support. And, you know, I do hope and pray that let our voices be heard and that it goes across, you know, to a point where it could heal that person, Mm -hmm. you know, where that person could become um, pretty much rescued from from their own dealing with their own issues, you know, because it's about life and God gave us life to live life. So, you know, we, we don't want to keep seeing the rates going higher or anything. We just, we want it to be where it drops so low until it becomes non-existent. So please, don't give us that <laughs> suicide prevention hotline. Again, that hot, hot <laughs> Again, the Give it to us hot, doctor. Uh-oh. Drop it like it's hot. Drop okay. It like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Okay, actually, I don't have that information. Country T has that information. Oh my God, kick him out. So okay. go ahead, Country T. So how else can we get some help around we here? Have to call we HR have the National you. Suicide okay. Prevention and Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. So if you didn't hear me, it's 1-800-273-8255. Available 24 hours every day. Yes, or if you don't feel like speaking on the phone, you can also go to the suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free and it's confidential. Yes. So don't hesitate. Don't so hesitate. confidential means that you don't have to give your name and all that other stuff, and then that no, sell you don't your have to give all that no. to a company, and somebody else gonna call me. It's like, hey, would you like to buy us some free tips on not how to? Oh no, oh, well, I can't say all that. But. Okay, well, it's true. It's, that's not what that means. Okay, well, let's oh, put it out there. That's good. what that means. They're not going to sell your information. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. They're here to help I'm you. I'm trying to create a dialogue. Save your here. life. Right. Keep your life. Absolutely. They're not going to so, sell your information. They don't need all your stuff. To solve all of this, please talk to somebody. Love each and everyone as if you're yourself. And if you don't love yourself, please find, forgive yourself and love yourself anyway. That's right. All right. That's it for us. Because we love you, y'all. Country T right here. And give us that uh, hot line. Hot. Drop it. And, like it's hot. and also, like we said before, we're always open to talking to you. If you have a suicidal thought or if you want to talk to us about it, you can always go to the wrapupcrew.com. We'll, we'll read your message, give you a listen to ear. We'll reach back out to you. Yeah. And then we would. You know, try to point you into the right direction if we feel like, you know, we need, you need extensive help. So we're going to give you that hotline one more time. Drop it like it's hot. That's 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. And y'all, thank you for joining us and tune in for the next episode. All right. Tune in, y'all. All right. We out. We out. Peace.